Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist who lives in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this question. Is there going to be a way to safeguard our rights and privacy while still helping the government contain the virus? This will be another two-parter. In tonight's episode, I'll lay out some of the emerging issues and in tomorrow's episode, we'll talk solutions. It's day 74 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 9,352 cases with 324 deaths. Tomorrow marks the last day of the 21 days that this lockdown was originally supposed to last, although all states have extended it until the end of the month at least. we can expect that at least some states will then start thinking of what measures to implement while attempting to restart economic activity in virtually every state some amount of surveillance technology is part of the plan delhi has been using information from cell phone operators about the movements of those supposed to be under home quarantine here's jasmine chaha vice chairperson of the delhi dialogue and development commission explaining the thinking about it to me See, I would, I would uh, say that the best thing for government at this stage is to do is to be transparent about how people's data is being used and for what purpose. Because yeah. clearly, there is a larger, um, you know, uh, like there's a pandemic at large, right. and the government will need to use uh, data to use it for uh, actually preventing the spread of pandemic. For example, quarantine. Uh, Uh, we've used it in delhi we've used uh, uh, data especially for quarantine people because they are required by law to stay home quarantine home right. quarantine doesn't mean that you have the luxury to do whatever you wish to at home right. and and it is very important to enforce that discipline and if there's no threat uh, uh, amongst patients right. then uh, the system breaks down right. so for very limited cases but when the governments do use it use it transparently and communicate to the public what are you using what data for it Other states have far more draconian and worrisome apps. The examples I'm going to mention now come from a new working paper on COVID-19 tech and privacy from the Internet Freedom Foundation that I've linked to. A quarantine monitoring app in Tamil Nadu allows both users and the government to monitor the live locations of persons who are under home quarantine directives. Karnataka has the Quarantine Watch app in which infected persons must send hourly selfies through the app which is geotagged and reviewed by a special review team. Karnataka's Geographic Information System Agency department has developed an app of its own called Corona Watch. The app reportedly requires access to a phone's location, media storage and network. It then informs users of the places a person confirmed to have had the virus has visited in the days leading up to the diagnosis. It also shows users broad areas or localities in which residents have been asked to quarantine. Then in Maharashtra there is the Mahakavach app which has been developed by the Maharashtra State Innovation Society. According to the developers of the app, it intends to fulfill two roles. The first is to improve contact tracing and the second is to track quarantine compliance. According to one report, the app is designed to provide details regarding public places a diagnosed person has visited, travel history, and persons they may have come in contact with. The app also integrates geofencing and selfie attendance features to ensure people adhere to quarantine orders, says that report by the Internet Freedom Foundation. 
Many of these ideas are directly inspired from China. In my conversations last week with Dave Lewis in Shanghai and Yang Kong in quarantine in Beijing, it was clear that the color-coded health app developed by Alipay there was going to be a big part of post-quarantine life. Here's Dave explaining what he needs to swipe the app for. The code uh, swiping it's it's changing day by day. It's very dynamic. Right. So, you know, increasingly say more places that are uh, instituting it, approaching it. Right now, I use it mostly when I go to the gym. Okay. And I use public transport like subway. Right. And uh, sometimes when you go to the public parks, uh, one park has asked me to show the uh, show the code. Right. And at resident when you visit a residential community, so basically when you go into an apartment complex, say a friend's house, Uh, they asked to see the code prime minister narendra modi has already begun to set up the arogya setu app as the way to access free movement the arogya setu app like its chinese cousin determines the level of risk you possess based on your travel and health history so far prime minister modi has only urged people to download the app but he also said recently that in the future it could become an e-pass to facilitate travel from one place to another the internet freedom foundation's working paper describes a whole host of privacy issues with the app and i urge you to read it i found it quite a revealing moment to realize that even for china this is the worst tech-led state intrusion into the personal life that anyone has experienced and it's frightening yang kong is a photographer and she's worried about new rules that say that she must report all her travel to her local community office you know if there's any travel involved you have to report to your local community um which is something we don't do like i don't even know who's at the office of my local community right. until this outbreak happens right. um so I have been just imagining, you know, if I have to go report to them just in case I have to travel for work, they might ask so many questions about why do you have to go there? Like what kind of work do you do? You know, mm-hmm. not that it's shady, but um yeah, like you said, I actually in before the outbreak, we actually didn't have to do that and now it's all in the name of containing the virus but at the same time um we have to give away so many personal information does it have to be this way or is there a way that tech led monitoring can be prevented from stigmatizing people putting them in danger and creeping into all aspects of our lives thank you for listening this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy tomorrow part 2